Welcome to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. Every other Wednesday, Adrian, your host, talks to key players in the fashion industry to discover new products and understand the challenges behind offering more responsible fashion and learn the solution available today. This podcast is brought to you by Première Vision, the leading event organizer for fashion professionals. To find out more, go to www.premiervision.com. Discover and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast. Today, I am talking with Guillaume Darouzet. He's the CEO of Petit Bateau. Hello, Guillaume. Hello. Uh, to begin with, uh, I would like you to introduce yourself. Um, maybe come back on your on your pathway before joining a Petit Bateau as a, as the CEO, and then we will uh, we will talk about uh, this brand Petit Bateau that everybody loves <laughs> and everybody grew up with. Um, yeah, can you can you start by presenting yourself, please? Okay, um, I'm born in France, although I lived a lot of my time abroad. Um, I started in finance. I was a banker in, in Africa and then in London. And um, after an MBA in the US, uh, I switched industry and I worked for uh, distribution and particularly in retail um, and e-commerce uh, over the last 20 years uh, of my life. Um, I'm married to an English woman. I've got two kids and I love rugby and I run a lot. That's Great. pretty much it. <laughs> this is you. Uh, so you, you join. Uh, you, you recently joined uh, Petit Bateau. Um, what What is Petit Bateau actually? Uh, for somebody who doesn't know Petit Bateau at all, uh, how would you present Petit Bateau in a, in, in a few words? Uh, Petit Bateau is probably the, the the best love brand in the world um, for kids. Um, it's a company born in 1893. And it's um, the creator of the modern Penti. Uh, and it also um, has been um, doing apparel, kids' apparel for over 120 years. And it's really, really well known uh, on the quality of its products. And it is said that um, a, a product from Petit Bateau uh, lives five lives. So you can pass the product from brothers to sisters, brothers to cousins, and you can now sell them uh, on second-hand market. Mm. Great. Um, why did you decide to join Petit Bateau? Why, uh, why was it a, 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 an exciting challenge for you? I think it's probably two reasons. One, um, I was part of a group owning Petit Bateau. Uh, so although I joined very recently, last July, um, I've been in the same group uh, for over six years now. Um, so I know what is Petit Bateau and, and, and what Petit Bateau does. Uh, and I was really, really impressed um, about what they're doing. And previously um, to uh, the current group I'm, I'm working for, uh, I was managing Verbaudet and Cyrillus uh, in France a few years back. Uh, so I know very well the, the, the children textile industry. And I was always, always impressed Uh, by Petit Bateau. It was really my best practice over time, my benchmark over time. Cool. Le, the, maybe in, in terms of figures, what, what is the Petit Bateau uh, today? 
Uh, Petit Bateau is about 300 million euros, slightly less than that because of COVID. Thank you very much, COVID. Um, and it's uh, a brand uh, mainly based in Europe, but with a stronghold in Japan and a bigger um, development and expansion now in, in Asia. Uh, and it has, it has two models, retail and digital. Uh, and it's uh, also very, very uh, based in France in the way that we uh, design product and we produce these products partly in France, partly in, in Morocco. So we have big factories uh, in France. So we, along the value chain of a product, uh, we very much present at every step of a value chain. Mm. We'll come back on this uh of this production made in France. Um, you know, this, uh, this podcast is about sustainability. Um, and, uh, we're talking a lot about sustainability nowadays, especially in time of COVID. Uh, what would be your, your definition of, uh, of sustainability? Um, it's, it's, it's a very, very complex, um, topic and it's evolving, uh, pretty much every month. Uh, yeah. if you look at the definition, but for me, it's, it's two elements. Uh, one is the social sustainability. Uh, it's more about people, uh, basically, if we, if, if you run the thing and environmental sustainability. And at Petit Bateau, we really work on, on both of them. Um, and I, um, we really worked in the last few, few weeks and months on what is sustainability for Petit Bateau. And it's really, uh, maybe we can go a little bit more in details there, but yeah, it's definitely. really. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's really four pillars for me okay. uh, and for the company today. It's one, the durability of the products. Uh, so it's, a, it, we need to create and produce, uh, products made to last with the anti fast fashion of this mm -hmm. world. And how um, do you do that? Uh, I'll come back to that promise. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's, so it's durable products, but it's, it's, it's really in the genes of Petit Bateau. So, so we'll come back. Yeah. Uh, the second one is the environmental friendly, uh, use of materials. So getting more and more organic or recycled products. The third one is, as we said, people, so, mm -hmm. so being socially responsible, we want to be a B Corp company. So mm -hmm. we care about our employee, but not only our employees, but the suppliers and the employees of our suppliers. Mm -hmm. And the third pillar for us is um, something to do with the group Rocher as well, which is uh, our owner. Uh, it's connecting children to nature. Uh, because in the philosophy of, of Petit Bateau, it's always been that it is through nature that um, uh, children develop their creativity, their trust in themselves. And then because they play in the nature, that they have a strong willingness to protect nature. Mm -hmm. And without nature, we're nothing. So it's that fourth pillar that we want to really work on uh, with the children. So these four pillars, uh, durability, um, material, environmental materials, social responsibility, and connecting children to nature. If we go back to your question about how do we do durable products, yeah. uh, every time we, we, we create a product, because we design ourselves our product, uh, we really think about how the product can be passed on from um child to, to child. Uh, so that, as I said early on, uh, uh, early on, uh, we want a product to have five lives so that you can use it and your brother and your sister or your cousins. Um, so we really careful about the quality of our products and the material we use, uh, in our products. We, we pick up the best cotton, uh, material, um, so that it's a strong, um, 
and 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 long um, material. Uh, so it's it's a value uh, material, and um, and we really um, uh, look at the quality of this product so that it lasts really uh, for for a long time. Um, our goal is is, is really almost to make this product um, industry, um, how do you say, um, um, a product that you can't throw away, basically, okay. and, and, and you can always use. Um, this is the so I don't know if you already... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go, 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 because I talk a lot. So no, 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 but this is, I, I, was, I was saying this is the anti-fashion uh, model. I mean, making product that lasts for, forever, actually, uh, that you can pass to, uh, to, uh, to, your, to your cousins Clearly, and to your family, etc. So it's very interesting. The, 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 the other way, just to complete what I said, it's, it's the way we create and produce that is a, a product of quality. But it's also, uh, as you said, we anti-fashion. So we don't really do... Um, fashionable products. So a fashionable product, something you, you wear like just one season. So we, we more, um, a product which is more classical in a way, um, like, like a, a, a jersey, uh, or a t-shirt, but that you can use through all the seasons. So it's not the color of the time. Uh, so it's more colors you can use all the time, really all the years, uh, rather than just the specific color of the season. Mm. And how do you manage to 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 uh, to stay desirable? Desirable. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's an English word. Or yeah. It's a French uh, English Englishize. Uh, okay. um, how do you stay desirable? Desirable because at the end of the day, making fashion is 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 about uh, being desirable, isn't it? Yeah, and and and, and I, internally, I say we don't do fashion. I'm not in the fashion industry. I'm in the clothing industry, the apparel industry, um, more designing products so that the children can use outside uh, in the nature, for example, and, and products that are really comfortable, um, that you feel good in the product. So we're in a totally different segment from um, uh, competitors that are really, really about you know luxury, fashion, or even uh, at H&M or Primark, which is for me the worst thing for, for the planet. But what they do is something that you buy just for one month because it's the fashion. So we, we anti that. Um, and, and the de desirability of our product, it's more about the shape. It's more about the fact that it's comfortable. It's more about the fact that it's, it's sort of classical, but you feel good in the, in the yeah. product. Yeah. In terms of, of material, uh, what is a sustainable material, by the way? Um, and how do you make sure this, this, pro this material, this, this yarn you are using is, is truly sustainable? And where do you put the, 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 um, la barbe? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, no material is 100% sustainable. In, 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 well, because when you use cotton, even organic cotton, which we use, um, very, very much. We're going to be uh, about 60% organic cotton, 60% uh, of our product made of organic cotton uh, next year in, in, in a few weeks to come. Uh, so, so even organic product is, you know, not totally sustainable, but it's better for the planet in the way that it reduces uh, water consumption by 90%. So it's not 100%, but it's 90%. So, so it's much better. And the way we want to be very environmental, uh, as I said earlier, is that your product uh, can be used by other persons after you. Um, again, five lives. Imagine if you have a product and you increase its life by only 30%. There's a study here 
of uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers on that, you, you increase the product of 30% in its lifetime, you reduce the environmental impact by 20%. It's actually 23%. For us, we increase by five times the life of a product. So we reduce strongly the environmental impact, but there's still an impact. So the way um, we want to do, uh, it's, it's even going further, it's almost being neutral, which doesn't really exist today. But if we have our children really playing in the nature and protecting the nature, we have more chance that the planet will be in a better shape. How do you engage your, your customer to... Um to to uh, to to um, to go for the transmission i mean how, how do you make sure the transmission is done because most of the time people are buying but they're throwing away they don't really uh, they, there's no real transmission how do you make sure they are they, they will do it they will do the the, the the part of the job you are making some great product but how do you make sure your customer are playing the game we we didn't actually do anything except produce produce really uh, products made to last uh, before a few months ago Uh, the customer was doing it itself, himself, herself, more or less to, to a big extent. Um, if you look at Vinted, for example, there's like 2 million products of Petit Bateau on Vinted at any point in time. So the customer is doing it, except some customers are not doing it. So we want to really go further and uh, incentive the customer to do it. So in, in the next few weeks, When we reopen our stores, which are closed right now, as you, as, as you know, um, we will open all our stores to get back all the products from our customer, all the petit bateau products so that we can um, resell them to other people or give them to other people. Um, so that we make sure that everybody is trying to recycle a petit bateau product if they don't think or if they don't really go uh, further than um, just giving it to somebody. But in, in, from a business perspective, um, how do you make money out of this? I don't make money. <laughs> uh, for the time being, there's no business model on that, on the second okay. hand. But I make my money on, on, on really selling um, the first product. Um, and that's why people buy at Petit Bateau. They really buy for the quality of a product. And, and we have studies on that. Um, so I need to do the second hand, really to do the first hand as well. Uh, because it's the brand. The brand has always been about quality and, and will really even going to increase the, the quality bar. And if you look at our customers in, in Japan, for example, um, they pay they pay quite a lot to actually buy a, a Petit Bateau product really because of the quality. Because they know that for their children, it's the best they can have in terms of comfort, health, and being able to have movement in the, in the clothes. You mentioned that you, you were on the process of become a B Corp company. Um, what is B Corp in a nutshell, and uh, and why did you decided to go for for B Corp and not and not another another certification or another label? I think there are two reasons about B, B Corp is probably the best standard uh, in the world when you talk about sustainability in the, in the definition that I gave at the beginning: social and environmental sustainability. Most of the over um, certificates, if I, if I may say so, uh, are really about the environment and very few on social sustainability. We want both for Petit Bateau and we want both at group level. Um, and so that's why we went for B Corp, which is a very demanding uh, certificate. Uh, so that's the first um, answer. And the second one is that it's an evolving certificate. 
Mm-hmm. So even if you have B Corp certificate, every two years, you need to improve your rate, your grade, so that you can keep the certificate. So it's not only you're good, but you need to be better every two years. So you're always in the action. And, and we really do think at Petit Bateau that we really need to contribute more to the planet sustainability. Mm-hmm. And, and um, how long does it take to, to become a B Corp uh, company? Uh, I'm, 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 actually, I'm doing this as well for my own company. So this is, I, I, I can tell you that this is very demanding. And I'm a very small company compared to, uh, to, <laughs> to Petit Bateau. So I can imagine the, the, how much you, you, you have to struggle to, to get it. Um, how long do, do, do you give yourself to, to become a B Corp company? I, I, I think we'll be B Corp in, in, in a few years' time. Uh, reason why is that we want our whole group, uh, Group Rocher, which includes Yves Rocher as well, to be B Corp at the same time. But in a nutshell, uh, if you want to be B Corp on your own, probably you need one year. Uh, and it depends also on the complexity of your company. My, my company, Petit Bateau, is, is highly complex in the way that we create and produce Uh, our products and we distribute. So B Corp will have to look at all our factories and also all our retail chains uh, in the world. So I have factories in France, but I have factories in Morocco as well. So we're going to have to audit all of that. So that takes a long, long time for mm-hmm. us. The, coming back on, on, the, on the last pillar uh, of your philosophy, of, of your definition of sustainability uh, at Petit Bateau, connecting uh, Petit Bateau, to, uh, well, your, children. the children, yeah, les, les enfants, les, les petits, to, to nature. How do you do that uh, concretely? Um, we, we, we're doing two things. Uh, one is the way we create and we, what we create is, and produce, they are natural, durable circular products so that they can play. They can um, go in the nature. Um, you, you can't go in the nature with a luxury product and play in, in a tree. So all our products are created so that the children can really move in them and play and run uh, and enjoy. And they, you know, they can be dirty and it's not a problem. Um, so that's the first thing so by the creation in our business model. The second thing um, we're doing or we're going to do uh, is Um, taking children uh, and helping children to go more in the nature. Today, um, 40% of the children don't even see uh, nature uh, during the week. 40% of the children don't see nature during the week. Um, and that's for us non-acceptable. So we're looking at an association we can partner with, and we found that association, but I can't give a name yet, because we're going to do our reveal in a few weeks' time with them, and we need to sign a contract. Uh, but that association is going to take children, educate children in the nature, and take the children for hours and hours and play uh, in nature. And some of these children don't even have time to be in the nature today. So it, it, it's the way we're going to reconnect uh, some of the children to nature and push them to, to really play, push the parents to let their children play in nature. Because it's education. At the end of the day, it's education. Mm. Uh, I, I understood that you, you've been um, working on a new uh, brand platform in a way. Uh, well, we call it a brand platform. Why, is it, why, why was it uh, important to, to rework the brand platform? 
and what is going to change for your for your clients and for your collaborators as well? I for think the brand, you know, be, because you 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 are 130 years brand, um, you really have to stick to the DNA, which is the, as I said, the quality of the product. But the quality of a product today is not enough, um, because particularly of the uh, uh, the pressure on the environment um, um, and, and the pressure from our customers. Uh, so we needed to go further than the quality of a product, which is already good. Um, we have a product made to last, but we can do better. And what we wanted is really to incorporate that durability, that circular um, element that we're doing, but that uh, the consumer doesn't automatically know. Uh, and we want to push it to a higher level so that, as I said earlier, maybe it's 90% sustainable what we do instead of being maybe 50, 60% today. So we go really uh, stronger and, and so that we in the, in, 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 we're more modern and we in our time rather than just being in the past, I think. The quality is great, but we need to go further. All right. And, and what is going to change for your collaborators? Good point. I think um, the whole element of, as I said, social and, and uh, environment sustainability um, is really affecting every single job in the company. Whether you create a product, uh, you need to take that into account. Whether you produce a product, you need to take that. And even when you sell the product, you need to explain to the customer what what we've been doing, but also being more sustainable in our stores, being more sustainable in our e-commerce. Um, so the, all our jobs are changing because of that. Um, but I would say it's, it's not an issue. Uh, people are ready for the change at Petit Bateau in the way that they're pushing, um, they're pushing us to be even more uh, sustainable. Um, we have the luck, we, we, we're quite lucky at Petit Bateau to have a generation. Most of our workers are... 25, 30, 35 years old. Um, and I can tell you that sustainability is their first priority. Um, so they're really pushing me hard uh, and they're right uh, to do that. Um, so they, they're willing for that change. So I'm, I'm not worried too much about that at all. Mm -hmm. So you, you've got um, a plant, well, a production unit in, in France, in Troyes, as well as in Morocco. Um, what does it take to, to produce in France? Um, Is it is it difficult? Is, is it how much does it cost uh, more than uh, producing in Morocco? Can you can you uh, explain us a little bit uh, the the the, um, the old challenge of producing in France? I think if if I want if I look only at the economical aspect of things, um, I'm not sure we should have a factor in France. Uh, but that's not what we're looking only. We're looking really at the whole picture, uh, socially and, and environmentally. Um, and also um, the expertise we have in France. As I said, we, we, we're in the same factory since actually 1893. So it's 130 years in the same factory. So we built on a, a very, very, very strong know-how um, that we want to protect and that we want to develop. We actually recruit people, um, sometimes without jobs, um, so that we, we teach them how to sue, how to produce uh, a product of quality. And we're very, very, very proud of that. So we want, we want to keep that. Um, if you want to just a data on, on economics, um, if I produce in Morocco, it can be uh, 10 times cheaper. So it's a, it's a strong difference. If I even go further, because I could eventually, 
if I, if I wanted to go further in Asia, you know, the, the factor is even, you know, more than 10, far more than 10. So, so the people who want to produce in France, it's not the economics. It, it's, it's more the know-how. It's more being closer to the customers, understanding the customers, um, protecting what we have, um, socially speaking also, um, because we have great, great, great collaborators in, in, in Troyes, not only in Troyes, but in Paris too, but in Troyes, we have great collaborators. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the proportion of the production made in France and made in Morocco is like, um, can you give us a, a little figure uh, on, on this? Yeah, and it depends which, which kind of product. We, we, um, when you look at the material, because we, we buy the raw material, uh, and, and, and then we, um, we transform it into cotton, into um, um, cotton we can use uh, to build the product. So uh, um, about 50% of that material we produce in France. Uh, but if you look at the whole chain at the end, because some of the time we produce uh, the, the, finish, the finished products in Morocco, if you look at the whole chain, um, it's less than 10% we actually produce in France. But this is quite a, a, a bit. I mean, uh, it's not ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's significant, but but mm. I'd love to do more. But ah. economically, um, very few people are capable. Of, or if I were to do more in France, I would have to increase mm. my prices tremendously, which mm-hmm. today the consumer is not ready to pay. Mm-hmm. Among all your challenges <laughs> around uh, uh, in, in the in the well, all the challenges you, you you might have in the in the coming years, what is the biggest one um, according to you? Um, my biggest challenge is 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 really um, going faster on, on the road to uh, being sustainable, more sustainable. Um, not only for us, because I think we ahead of the game, if I compare to, uh, uh, to the rest of the industry. Uh, but it's really for our planet. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm selling um, products to children. Um, if the nature, if the planet doesn't exist, well, you know, I don't exist. Um, there won't be any children playing in nature. So, um, so our idea is that like, let's do, let's be an example very quickly to the whole industry. And that's why we're pushing really, really hard. I take an example. I want to get rid of the whole plastic. I know we can be recycled, recyclable plastic. And that's the first phase. And we can do that. But let's get rid of 100% of the plastic. And let's go back to where we were, I don't know, maybe 50 years ago in that dimension. Um, so, so, so I really want to set the bar really high for the industry and, and be one of the best practice, one of the benchmark. Hmm. And how, how can we accelerate this movement of um, sustainable revolution? Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, we are in, the, in this COVID period and everybody is very, uh, is very conscious about uh, what we need to do, etc., etc. But uh, as soon as we're going to open back and... Uh, I mean, uh, what, I, what I'm thinking is uh, when you look at... Uh, the fast fashion industry is still very strong. Um, yeah. People are still consuming. They, they don't want to pay the right price to uh, for a product made in France or made in Europe, etc., etc. Uh, so, so my question, and I'm sure you've got a, a very good answer, <laughs> is <laughs> what what do we have to do to 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 uh, to, to um, yeah to to to, um, to to increase the awareness about uh, this uh, this uh, this subject, this matter. 
I think it's the hardest question. Um, for me, it's more, it, it, it has to do with education, uh, educating the consumer um, about what's the impact of a product uh, on the planet. So if you buy a product at Primark, for example, uh, sorry, it's sec- probably the second time I mentioned Primark, so I could use another one. But if I, let's take Primark, because it's probably the worst one uh, in terms of, uh, of a planet. Um, if I buy a product, what's the impact on the whole chain and, and, and versus another product? So on the product itself, we should have a notion of durability. My product can last how long when I buy it. And then you can do your own calculation about, do I pay, you know, one euro for a t-shirt or do I pay 15 euros for a t-shirt at Petit Bateau that's going to last five lives or that I'm going to be able to resell at some stage. So, so it's really education about durability. I don't think people really understand when they buy at Primark or H&M that, and when they put it in the bin that, you know, they do something wrong for the planet. I don't think they do. It's starting, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure all, all of them do understand that. It's, it's the same like, you know, when you eat at McDonald's, sorry, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a fight I have as well because um, they do tremendous negative things for the planet. Uh, the way we, um, they, they, they breed and, and, and they, um, they grow uh, beef and, and, and potatoes and so on, it's, it's, they're destroying the planet. And we need really to educate. And I think that journalist uh, schools should educate more about the planet, really. There's no, can you imagine, there's no uh, teaching of sustainability at school. It's, it's you know, probably the, the worst thing on, on planet right now, um, sustainability, you know, what's going on, climate and all, all of that. There's no education. Only a few countries are starting. But there's no education in France or, you know, I don't know, in Japan, because we're very strong in Japan. It's, it's totally crazy. So, so when I said earlier that we want to connect children to nature, part of a program we're looking at the with the association we're linking, it's also to educate children in school. So a lot of our collaborators will be educated so they can educate and go to school um, with the government with the uh, agreement of a government to educate our children. Because I think if we don't educate our children, nothing's going to happen. Definitely. I agree. All right. We've been talking with, uh, with you together for <laughs> half an hour already. Let's move to the quick rapid fire question answer okay. section. Um, I'm sure I already know the answer, but what do you want to close the door to in our industry? Uh, Two things, I guess, uh, that I've mentioned then, plastic um, and fast fashion. Of course. Um, where do you look at to get inspired? Do you, in what other industry do you look at to, to get uh, inspired for what you are doing at uh, Petit Bateau? Uh, because I'm part of the group Rocher and I was previously uh, at Yves Rocher uh, for, for six years, as I mentioned. Uh, I look at nature. Um, nature is always giving us the answer. Great. What is the last piece of clothes you bought? A Petit Bateau t-shirt, a blue one, <laughs> in cotton. Not yet organic, uh, but in cotton. From okay. Petit Bateau. Uh, who is the personality uh, you would like to listen in, in this podcast? Oh, good question. Uh, hmm. Spontaneously, I would say Hélène MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
two reasons. One, um, I was able once when I worked in my previous uh, years at Kingfisher, we were sponsoring uh, Ellen, uh, okay. a boat when she finished second mm -hmm. uh, from Vendée Globe, probably what, 30 years ago now, I think something like that. <laughs> uh, and also now that she's uh, not 30, 20, uh, yeah. but uh, also uh, because she, what she's doing today, uh, okay. her foundation about sustainability and circularity, which I think she's doing a great job and, and mm. she's a great person. Great. And one last question. Uh, what makes you uh, optimistic for the future? Well, I'm always optimistic. Uh, that's my first answer. Um, uh, education of children. I'm, I'm convinced yeah. we can do it. I'm really right. convinced we can do it. Um, but it's our job to do it. It's going to be strong, hard, uh, long, uh, but we, we can really do it. And finally, COVID is an opportunity of mm. people to understand what's going on in this world. Mm -hmm. And just one last question on this uh, on this same topic. Uh, how do you see the? I mean, because I I, I think I'm convinced that the the, the change is going to come from the new generation and the education. I totally agree, but uh, it's coming as well from the big company uh, like uh, like uh, Petit Bateau or at another level. I'm thinking about Danone. You know this. Um, This uh, this uh, CEO who get who get laid because uh, because of a bad uh, I, I I I don't know what, what how do you see how do you see this uh, um, what is the reason he got fired uh, because because he moved to B Corp Corporation how, how do you analyze this I think it's a stupid thing that they fired him by the way um, because I think he was really uh, pushing the limits. Uh, But it's the difficulty of, you know, company, a company has two roles. It, it needs to make money to survive uh, or to, to thrive. At some stage, you need to develop a company. Um, and the second thing is you need to do the common good. And I think maybe the equation was not the right equation for shareholders at Danone. What I can tell you is that uh, we are a mission company as well. Uh, Petit Bateau within the group Rocher. Um, and so maybe Brice Rocher is somebody you should invite because he was the first one to actually uh, create a mission company, an international, a French international company. He was the first one. Uh, and, and so far, uh, we love it. Um, I can tell you uh, we have a vision um, of being a mission company, of uh, reconnecting people to nature. Uh, for Petit Bateau, it's connecting children, but for the whole group, is reconnecting people to nature. And, and I think this sort of mission is... is, is you know, um, motivating a lot, a lot of our collaborators. Um, so, so I don't know really the, the, the details of a Danone experience, but what I can tell you is, is you're absolutely right. Um, this, you need to educate children, but I think that the companies need to do their part of a job, uh, which we didn't do in, maybe in the past. So let, let's do it now because the government are too slow. Um, so. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Guillaume. Uh, it was great to talk to you. Good luck for the future and speak to you soon. Um, merci beaucoup. Merci. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast till the end. If you want to support this initiative, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you follow. Just click on the subscribe button, rate it five stars and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share the podcast on your favorite social media. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion.